0: Welcome to the Recruiting Stories Podcast, where we celebrate recruiting by exploring the stories of leaders and top performers, by digging into their stories and understanding how recruiting has impacted their journey and their success. Welcome to episode 12 of the Recruiting Stories Podcast. This week, we've got Tom Curie, who's the Senior Vice President of uh, Strategy and Innovation for Kingsgate Logistics. Tom's awesome. Uh, he's a great guy. He's been in the industry for over a decade, uh, really focuses on high level strategy and execution for Kingsgate and for their clients as well. Uh, love hearing his story. We get to talk about his recruiting story and how he ended up in transportation, which is pretty unique. And then we also talk a little bit about you know just his expertise and um, you know, how transportation technology uh, might look in the future. And really, um, you know, artificial intelligence, how that's changing the game and his view on, you know, the need to combine uh, both a human element uh, along with your big data and your artificial intelligence to really find the perfect solution for uh, for their clients. I think it's worth uh, your listen. I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, if you've got any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to Tom on LinkedIn and his uh, information, contact info will be in the show notes. If you got questions for me want to talk a little bit about being on the show, give me a shout. Uh, You can look me up on LinkedIn um, or email me, adrian at cov3consulting.com. Talk to you after the show. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Recruiting Stories podcast powered by Cover 3 Consulting. This week, our guest is Tom Curie. Did I say your name right, Tom?
1: You got me, man.
0: Yep. Awesome. Well, welcome. We're glad to have you uh tom is the senior vice president of strategy and innovation at kingsgate logistics he's a uh, veteran in the industry uh been around for over a decade um you know moving freight and and finding solutions for shippers uh thrilled to have him on the show here and and you're out in cincinnati is that right
1: yeah cincinnati it's our stomping grounds man we've been here for you know 35 years so it's, it's home sweet home
0: awesome Cool. Very good. Well, I would like to start with, uh, you know, um, how you got in the industry. So I'm curious, you know, uh, for someone who's now, you know, senior vice president level uh, at a transportation firm, um, have done some awesome things with Kingsgate. Tell me how you ended up in in logistics in the first place, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah. So um, I I cut my teeth in logistics uh, really early. Uh, my first job um, when I came into the logistics industry, I was 19 years old. Um, and so it's it's kind of a kind of a funny story. Um, so my wife and I were um, uh, in college at the time. My wife was uh, in um, an art school and uh, she she worked a, a call center job and she was driving pretty good distance to get to this job. And a lady who was going through classes with her said, hey, why don't you come work over at this logistics company that I work at? And my wife was there she started a job there she was there for about a month before she came home and she was like you would love to work in logistics she's like i just nice. she's like i see the people i see what's happening she's like you would just love it and at the time yeah. the company had a policy that said hey um you know husband and wives can't work together they okay. lifted it um about four months later and uh that's how i jumped in and so Really my wife my wife kind of drug me into it and was like, hey you gotta you gotta come you gotta check this out you're gonna love this yeah and uh, um, and I did you know it's it, logistics is one of those industries that I think you know you hear a lot of people say this that um, you know you kind of get into it and you, you kind of can't get out of it um you know mm-hmm. you, you really um, you connect to what you're doing you, you connect to the idea of problem solving um, and being able to to influence some of these decisions that happen um, for our global economy. And it's just a, it's a pretty exciting thing to be able to be a part of. And, uh, and so that that's kind of how I got in. Like I said, she, she got me interested
0: in it. And next thing I know, I, I was hooked, man. The wife, the wife recruited you yeah. into, uh, into your career. That's pretty cool. I haven't heard yeah. that one very often. Yeah. Well, so like, were you, did you have any mind or know anything about transportation logistics before she said, Hey, you should check this out? um and you know maybe what what route were you headed and then you know um yeah that obviously changed when, when she told you about that role
1: yeah so so i uh i, I had always had kind of an entrepreneurial spirit about myself mm-hmm. i always wanted to um be pretty heavily involved i was you know was taking courses on business management and um i was at the time running a uh a, a small mom, pop hardware store and my local community. And so, um, I, I really didn't have any exposure except for the guy that would come deliver our products, you know, uh, once a week yeah. I'd go help him unload the truck. I mean, that, that right. it. Yeah. so it was, uh, it was completely different. It wasn't anything that I was interested in. my, my father drove a dump truck, but it was never, you know, when he, when he drove a dump truck, it was kind of like one of those odd jobs that he had for a time period. He, if anyone asked me what he did, I'd never say he was a truck driver. Uh, right. But uh, so there was no, there was really no exposure to logistics, and uh, so it was, it was a very fresh, fresh experience for me, kind of coming in and learning from, you know, from the bottom up, you know, what, what kind of makes this industry tick.
0: That's cool, and and from what I understand, I mean, that's where you got in is kind of that almost, you know, cradle to grave style of an environment yeah. where you were. What was it about like that, um, that got you excited and does that still that kind of thing in that type of, uh, I guess, environment or, you know, that initial spark, you know, does that still kind of, uh, get your wheels turned in today or, you know, or is it kind of on to bigger and better things at this point?
1: Yeah. So I, I think there's a, there's a couple of things that really interested me about it. One was the camaraderie. You know, to be able to kind of come together with the team, work with the team to solve a challenge for some shipper or care, whatever it may be. That was one of the things that um, that was of, of early interest to me. Um, I love kind of being in the trenches and experiencing that. I'm a guy that, that that's really stuck with me. A lot of times I will find myself um, getting in the trenches with the team, uh, figuring things out, uh, figuring out a better way. Um, before I was with Kingsgate, I was with a, uh, a refrigerated carrier, and uh, one of the things that that I did because I, I wanted to fully understand what they were going through is, you know, I went and lived in a truck with a guy for six days, and so okay, wow. you know you really learn and get a lot of exposure. Yeah, go sit in a truck and you know you sleep across the captain chairs to <laughs> experience what it's like, you know. And so we we no kidding. you know I, I, that's always been something that's of interest of mine, and so. The other thing that that really kind of um, sparked an interest for me was it was the first um, company business job that I'd been in where I saw the sheer reliance on technology. Again, I'm, mm. I'm working in a hardware store, right? I mean, I'm selling right, nuts yeah, yeah. and bolts, right? There's not a whole lot of technical aspects of what, what was happening there at that, at that time. And so I step into this place that literally I'm sitting in front of a, a computer screen in an office. And you know, at first, I'm like, man, this is nice not having to load mulch when it's 100 degrees outside. <laughs> then on the flip yeah. side, I'm starting to see, man, there's a ton of value of really being able to lean into this technology, understand some of its capabilities, and really deliver value to a client. So, you know, it, it those two things it got me super interested, and I think those two things they're still with me today. Um, they're mm-hmm. still uh, key key things that motivate me and keep me involved and and keep me excited about what's
0: happening in our industry. It's funny that you mentioned the, uh, the loading mulch thing. One of my summer jobs in, in college for me was I was, uh, I worked at Lowe's. And so, yeah. I mean, I was basically the the loader, you know, anytime you needed a bag of mulch, a uh, hundred bricks or more, you know, I was, I was your guy. <laughs> so I can 100% relate <laughs> to that specifically. You know? uh <laughs> So going from um you know you're you were at a you know a, a big a big brokerage right a you know a, a top ten brokerage or what have you and then you moved to um if you said a refrigerated carrier tell me a little bit about you know maybe that process or or why you decided to go that route and then maybe what then led to to Kingsgate yeah so um, part of part
1: of my journey
0: was um,
1: I, I I really love to be challenged um, like I. It's one of the things that I value most in any of the work that I do. Um, is I like to be faced with very complex, challenging issues that I have to somehow resolve. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a Rubik's cube kind of a guy, uh, but but I, I like to figure things out and I like to mm-hmm. dissect them and rebuild them in a way that everybody wins. Um, and where I was at, I you know, I'd kind of I'd kind of gone through that channel. I'd I'd kind of climbed the latter to the point where, um, I was stagnant. Um, and, uh, uh, I, I loved what I was doing. I worked with amazing people. I had great experiences, but I knew I was stagnant and I just reached that point where, you know, um, I, I, pr- I probably stayed stagnant for about a year. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I, and I'm a guy that, that doesn't just say, Hey, I'm bored. I'm leaving. I'm mm-hmm. a guy who says, Hey man, I'm bored. I need something to do. I need something to excite me. I need something to, energize me because I'm getting very bored. Um, and, and after, you know, after a year of going through that, it decided, okay, it's time for a new challenge. I'm ready for something more. Um, and stepping into the refrigerated space and working with, you know, 200 owner operators. I mean, I, the the problem I was faced with there was that the company had a 140% turnover rate. Um, Mm -hmm. and so the recruiting director said, look, man, I can, I can, hire as many people as I want, but I can't keep them in the door. And so I'm, we're bleeding to death here. Um, And so that was a huge challenge, right? It's a huge opportunity to solve. And so it just, it it absolutely excited me. And so jumped in, uh, had a great experience there, learned from some really amazing people, got to, you know, like I said, ride in the truck, live in the truck for six days with a guy um, eating out of gas stations and truck stops, and, you know, that one week I gained five pounds and I felt like death. It was awful. Uh, but, but, you know, I mean, it was a great experience, you know, and and I can, you know, I, I ran the, the e-logs. I was, I was the guy manning the ship and, and understanding it and, you know, poured diesel all down my pants. And, you know, the guy still calls me today. Got,
0: got the full experience.
1: Exactly. I, I, yeah, he still, he still calls me today to talk about that. And so, you know, Um, so, so I immersed myself there and, and, uh, it's actually a pretty interesting recruiting story to how I got over to Kingsgate. It seems like my family makes me switch jobs. It's really my family. So, uh, my younger brother, um, actually, uh, had already been working at Kingsgate and, uh, um, I think I had encouraged him to take the job many months before then. And, uh, as things would come up in the company, you know, um, they would ask him a question. He would kind of come ask me cause he knew my experience in the industry. And so we'd bounce things off of each other. And, um, I was at his, uh, at his wedding and I was kind of responsible for emceeing the reception and I'm a bit of a entertaining. I like to talk. I like to kind of get out there and have some fun. And, sure. uh, I didn't know that a few of the owners of Kingsgate were actually at his wedding and reception and, um that's their awesome. controller and and one of their one of the owners Amy uh she came up to me and she pointed at me and she says you're you're going to be working for us soon and I said <laughs> nice. I just kind of yeah 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 you know that's nice that's nice and 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 move on and then uh it was a matter of months before um uh we just sat down and just started talking about what do I like and uh what does the industry mean to me and next thing you know we we were kind of aligned and said hey we we want to do something pretty great here and uh, and so super thankful to be working, um, with the family, you know, we're, we're a second generation, uh, um, family owned business. And so, uh, to be able to work with that is, is amazing. Uh, we've got, we've got a fantastic ownership group, um, who just, they care. Um, and so mm-hmm. it's a great place to be great family environment. And, uh, um, and so that, that's kind of how I, I landed
0: over here on the Kingsgate side and what we've been doing now. That's amazing. I tell, I want to go back to that a little bit because a couple of things stood out that I think are really cool. One of them is just simply that, you know, there was some authenticity, right? Like you were in a place where like, you were just being yourself. Right. Um, And, and you had a chance to, you know, like you said, uh, whatever, with MC or DJ, that, that, that wedding. And so obviously you're having a chance to kind of cut loose and be yourself. And, and through that uh, I I always encourage people to, to be themselves, whether, you know, like if you're on an interview, right. Or, or if you're going in an inter- going into an interview in an office, um, because like you want to connect and and understand if you fit well, um, you know, culturally and and personalities, um, and the only way to do that is is to be yourself. So obviously there was a uh, you know a, a draw there for you. <laughs> um, well, I think obviously- I think you're right
1: because I think you know if you think about um, a lot of times in the recruiting process, whether you're the recruiter or the recruitee. Um, both sides often have an element of buyer's remorse at some point. Mm -hmm. I mean, I look, I've been in that spot where you interview someone, you feel like, man, it's going to fit the culture great, going to be a a great fit for the team, fully understands what we're looking to do, feels really good. And then when that person walks in the door, you start experiencing a very different person. And so all of a sudden you get this buyer's remorse, like, what did I just do? And I've been the same way as, as a recruitee, where I've walked into a company Thinking, hey, this is what I'm getting, and then once I walk through the door, I'm like, "This is wildly different than I expected, and wildly different than what I was portrayed." And so, there's a, you know, authenticity is an incredibly important value of mine. Um, and so, I mean, you're you're spot on, right? I was being myself. I wasn't there to impress anyone. I wasn't there to get a job. Yeah. I wasn't there, you know. <laughs> I I mean, you know, I, I was there to have fun at my brother's wedding reception, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. so you know, they, they were able to see me just being me. Um, and that it really makes it so much easier. And so I I think you're spot on that be authentic, be yourself. You don't have to, you know, we've all got differences. We've all got these different elements of who we are. We shouldn't be shying away and trying to polish all them things up right before we get into a, a job, job interview. I mean, you want to put your best foot forward, but you need to put yourself forward.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's that's really well stated, right? I mean, just a chance to say, all right, you know, um, you you want to work with people that uh, that you trust, right? Obviously, it'd be a great benefit if you liked them as well. Um, but the best way to get to that point of trust is to uh, is to be real with one another um, and and to be authentic. And the sooner that you can do that, I think the sooner that you'll be able to to really say, hey, yeah, I'm either uh, we're either going the same direction, right? Um, and, and I can trust this person next to me, or that's probably not my person, right? And that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. But but you got to get there. One of the other things that you mentioned, I really liked um, was, you know, once they said, you know, hey, you're going to work work for us. Once you actually did have a chance to like actually sit down with them, there was like a vision being shared. And I always tell companies all the time, like, not only obviously do you have to like, you know, um, you know, post jobs and hope people, you know, apply. But like when you're in the interview process, companies like, you know, you always have to be recruiting, right? And, and part of recruiting is that I think is so important is just casting that vision and saying, like, here is where we're going, right? Here is what we value. Here is who, whose lives we're changing. Are you interested in also doing that? And it sounds like, that they shared some of that with you. And, and there was a, uh, a heck yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that too. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big believer of vision casting. Um,
1: I'm, um, you know, a lot of people will tell you I'm the idea guy. I'm the guy that's kind of got my, my brains out here, you know, um, dreaming of the next thing. And, uh, that's all vision for me. Um, we, we spent a lot of time investing in doing that with our team. Um, and with people that that may be looking to join the team is we want them to have a, a real picture of not just who we are and what we do, but where we're going. Um, this is this is our ultimate mission. These are the things that we're trying to accomplish. This is how we want to service the industry. Um, and those types of conversations, I mean you can see within a person if it excites them um, or if they're just kind of dazing out, glossing over. Uh, and 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 really, a, a short amount of time. And so you know the fact that the ownership team took the time to do that with myself and even allow me to shoot some holes in that vision, um, yeah. you know it 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 really created a good foundation for the relationship that I think that we
0: have today. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so tell me about what you, where you are at today, right? So you're a senior vice president of strategy and and innovation. What did that mean? What do you focus on? And uh, how are you helping, um, you know, shippers and your clients?
1: Yeah. So uh, we, we kind of started off um, a mission a couple years ago um, where we were really taking another look at the company. Again, we're second generation family owned business and we've got third generation family members that are here. And, you know, legacy is an important foundational um, aspect of who we are. So you know, the ownership team was saying, "Hey, look, we we need to figure out what does Kingsgate look like going forward." Um, we had we had tried some different things. We had ex- experimented with some different opportunities within the marketplace. That just it wasn't a great culture fit. Uh, we are a very consultative organization. Um, we are passionate about connecting directly with our clients. We are passionate about being in the dock in the warehouse. Um, in the truck, whatever it is, um, that's who we are, and we found ourselves working in this transactional um, uh, client base. It's just what it didn't fit who we were, um, and and you know, um, you know, from being in this industry, the turnover that's in that transactional based type of a system. And you know, at Kingsgate, we talk about you know being a family. We talk about being the Kingsgate family. I mean, I've seen incredible things happen just within our Kingsgate family for each other and how we've kind of stepped up and and taken care of each other. And so, you know, we, we really leaned into, okay, how do we, how do we solve challenges for our clients? And so uh, we did a a pretty intensive uh, look at ourselves. Uh, We took about a dozen of our top leaders through um, a design thinking course to really start breaking down the way that we look at challenges and problems in the industry. We went from there and we did multiple interviews with customers and prospects mm. in the industry and just said, hey, what are some of your challenges? What are some of your problems? And we learned uh, just so much through that process that it allowed us to kind of transform the way that we go to market and the way that we actually service clients now. And uh, you know, we've got a significant portion of new business that we brought on just in the last 12 months. Um, mm-hmm. Under that mindset where we literally are bringing procurement teams and transportation teams to the same table together. Yes. We do that through our technology that we've built and we've deployed. And, uh, and so you know, that's that's a big part of the strategy um, side of, of what we do is, is I, I try to really look at what are we doing and how can we make sure this business is set up so that third generation is able to be here and have a thriving company. And be able to continue to leave this this legacy that, that that's been built from our original founders tom and mary beckham so it's, it's an exciting yeah. thing for me to be able to do it's all it's all you know dreaming man i mean you talk yeah. about strategy and innovation um you know i get to dream up some of the craziest things and whiteboard <laughs> and draw yeah. and, 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 yeah, and yeah. do that and then have just an amazing execution team who's able to take some of these crazy ideas and and bring them to life and and, in a relatively short amount of time. So I'm super fortunate to work with some of the amazing people that I get to work with.
0: Well, kudos to you and and, and your team. I think one of the things that I think is so important just in, you know, development and growth, whether it be for some an individual's career for an organization is like you have to self evaluate. And it sounds like you guys said, Hey, we've got to figure out where we are today. To make sure we're going the direction that we want to go, and uh, I I just think that's so crucial to say, hey, let's be really honest with ourselves where we're at right now, um, and once we know that, then we can then we can make a realistic plan for where we want to go uh, and how we can serve uh, both our our uh, people who work for us and our and our clients. I think that's a, a really cool thing. So. Um, as well, I wanted to ask you, I mean, I was reading an article uh, that, that uh, I don't know if you had written or about, about you guys there, but it really talked about artificial intelligence. Talk to me a little bit about that. You know, what, what, what do you see as the role of artificial intelligence um, in transportation, both now and in the future? How does that change things?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, we, we've, we've deployed a number of, of pieces of AI within our, our business. Um, for us, it's been really about um, leveraging the technology with the experience that our team has. Look, this AI stuff, it's it's relatively new to our industry. It's not a new concept. I mean it's it's used pretty wildly now, uh, but it's still new to the industry. and you know you have a lot of AI players who are coming up and they're trying to do something unique in the space. and I love that. I mean I, I work with a lot of third party vendors who, Play in that space, and and we're we're helping them learn and evolve and all that. Um, but you can't just apply AI. Um, you have yep. to have the experience behind it to help educate the AI. Um, I mean, if it's really going to become a useful tool, it's got to be able to learn why did this not work. I mean, we we run a, a pretty complex um, optimization engine that we run every single day on our freight. Um, and but I have a I have a gatekeeper. You know, I have a guy who has. You know, decades of experience in optimizing freight. Who's able to sniff it, right? You know, they do that sniff test and they say, "Hold on a minute, man. This isn't a good. This isn't a good optimization." And we've taken from that. We've said, "Well, what is it about it that's not good?" And so we're gleaning some knowledge from this experience that we've got to help build in. And what it's really allowing us to do is help bring new team members up to speed quicker. They're getting some guidance, some some direction based off of the data that we've been able to consume that, you know, 15 years ago when I was first slinging freight, I didn't have a chance, right? I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm just I'm just li- literally taking a phone call and trying to figure out what I can do from there. So I think the AI, what it's going to help us more. It's going to help increase um, uh, ramp up time. I think it's going to help give people a little bit more of that warm and fuzzy before they make a decision, um, which really, you know, we've still got a person making the decision at the end of the day. And so, um, you know, it's that, it's that blend of technology and experience that I think really, um, can set, set a company apart if it's used in the right way. So there's a lot, there's a lot to be done with AI. There's a lot that's still going to be done in the recruiting space. There's a ton that's happening right now with AI, um, <laughs> uh, sure. as I'm sure, you know, and so there's, oh, yeah. there's a lot of fun things that you can do and tap into. And so, you know we're 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 still novices, uh, but but we're eager to learn, and we're doing a lot in the space. To kind of see how we can bring this into logistics.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it seems to me, you know, you know, just the idea of being able to uh, use artificial intelligence to, like you said, I mean, if I can quickly crunch numbers and you know um, gather information that can make help me make better decisions, you know, financially and through you know personnel, whatever it may be, um, like. It almost it almost would be you know foolish to to not say hey I, I'd like to I'd like to see how that works yeah uh, right I mean if and if you guys were explaining it to a shipper you know just kind of from a broad level why why they should be interested in using something like artificial intelligence or you know um, being able to use some big data there like how would you how would you explain that to them how would you you know kind of give them a pitch on that
1: well I think I think there's a couple of things that's important is I think for a long time, everyone has felt this need to give the perception that I know everything. Um, Mm. And I'm I'm one of the first guys to tell you, I don't know, Jack, man. Um, I mean, I I'm lucky that I have an amazing team that can turn ideas into reality because otherwise I am the most useless person at this company. Okay, (laughs) but but, you know, you start talking about the lane combinations that are real. I mean, there's 18 over 18,000 lane combinations that are out there for mm-hmm. us to try to give the um the perception that that single account manager that may be responsible for that and his group and team and her you know her connections over here that they're going to know what's happening in all 18,000 lane combinations is absurd i mean it's just right. it's just not yep. reality um yep. and so you know we can you know we and, and it's a it's a perfect combination of 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 leveraging both because we we had a i had a shipper who was Interested in using us, and they were talking to three or four other shippers in in the space. And uh, this, you know, they they were really uh, really passionate about connecting to rate data quickly. Um, and so, you know, I talked to them about our ability to leverage data and bring it in through APIs and connect directly into their system. and And uh, they were really excited about that. Not a lot of people were able to do that at that point. And uh, they said, well, can you help us out? You know, what these other guys are doing right now is they're giving me a state by state matrix to tell me um, what their freight rates are right now. And we're going to kind of use that to evaluate. And I looked at them and I said, no, uh, we can't do that. And here's why. Because your market is about to go through some of the most significant disruption that it's ever gone through. And I pulled all of the information that we gathered, gave it to them in a presentation. It was pretty much an eight eight page PowerPoint that said no, I'm not going to do what you just <laughs> asked me to do, right? Sure. And at the end of that presentation, they said, you guys understand more about this market than anyone else we've talked to. We want yeah. to give you the business. You know, We're and awesome. so it, it's it's about being able to leverage and understand what's happening um, that a lot of people haven't done historically. They've relied it on the gut. And uh, I, I hate to say this, but your, your gut is good and it's going to get you so far. Uh, but if you can combine that type of mm-hmm. gut experience with the data to back it up, I believe that it's it's literally just propelling our team's ability to service the client.
0: yeah, yeah you still you still need and have to have the human element and the human expertise, but that that data and that yeah. um, that AI can enhance your ability to make right decisions or affirm your expertise at the same time. It's
1: kind yeah, of like, I think you know, I think a lot of people in the three p l space specifically, um, they kind of got um, completely hooked in the last few years of the idea of becoming a digital freight broker. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. I think a lot of people in this industry, when they think of digital transformation, they literally think of becoming a digital freight broker. Um, yeah. And that's, that's fine, but that's a very small view of what digital transformation is. Uh, I, I can guarantee you that as a company, we have gone through a digital transformation. But I can also guarantee you, we are not a digital freight broker. Um, right. We have yeah. elements of that 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 literally play into who we are and how we service our carrier network. Um, but we've not positioned ourselves in the market as we're a digital freight broker, and that's what we're we're here to do, because um, mm-hmm. it's simply not what we do. We we're very consultative, very you know in in the in the ground in the trenches, experiencing what they're experiencing, and and, and that doesn't happen if it's just a digital transaction. Uh, mm-hmm. In in
0: our mm-hmm. world, well, no, I, that that uh, it's great insight. I, I relate to it from a tra- or from a recruiting standpoint. I think if you if anybody has ever you know had a few jobs in their career, you probably at some point have applied for you know um, to work for a bigger organization that exists out there. And and my experience is a lot of those big organizations, you know, um, they have a ton of money to throw into uh, technology. And so if you just looked at the recruiting side of things, and I, you know, um, you know, connecting this back to, it's just similar in, in transportation. All of that just feels really inhuman as a person applying for a job. You know, like at what point do I get to speak with another human being, and do I even know if my resume ever has been looked at? And it might be efficient for them to like narrow down and use an ATS, you know, some technology to get someone with a specific skill set that you want, but you may be missing out on you know, somebody's values, right. And somebody's, uh, you know, their work ethic and certain things that you can't really measure, um, you know, through technology and, and you're missing out on on a ton of, a ton of information that you need to make a, a really great decision. And that's where the humanity comes in. That's why I, you know, people like me have a business is because you have to, you have to involve the human at some point point. Because it's just so darn important that to, to yeah. have that capability of saying, "Hey, this person would fit well into this culture. Um, and I think the same can be said for transportation and freight. Some people need somebody to really look into their business and understand who they are, why they ship what they do, what change they're making, and they're going to be able to help them so much more than just simply digital freight brokerage on its own, on its yeah, own two absolutely so, yeah. Well, um as we kind of wrap up, Tom, you know, love talking with you. Love hearing your story. Um, love that your wife recruited you into transportation. I like, think that's my favorite thing uh, so far that I've learned. <laughs> um, but tell me, uh, I guess, if, you, if you're looking back, you know, um, twenty-year-old self, right, getting into transportation and logistics, like, what advice would you give yourself um, at that age, um, getting into a, a career in, in logistics and transportation?
1: I think I think the number one thing that I would have told myself was to read more. Um, you know, I, I you know, came into this industry very young. Um, you know, I was pretty freshly out of school and uh, still in school, actually, at the time. And um, I think a lot of times that, you know, you come into a new industry and you, you, you literally lose the opportunity to really gain a lot of understanding of what happens in that industry. I mean, we're really fortunate that um, within our industry, we've got a lot of great companies that cover what's happening in the industry. Um, and if I would have told myself anything, I would say start reading more. Start reading and understanding more of what's happening in this industry. Um, gain that knowledge so that you have a, a, a more broad understanding of what it really means to, to work in supply chain.
0: I love that answer because it makes my next question really easy. <laughs> what uh, What are some of those books that were really uh, maybe influential in your life? Do you have like one or two books that you'd say, "Hey, I, I recommend"? Yeah, um, one uh, one that
1: I I really uh, I really love is a is a book called "Driving Eureka." Um, Driving Eureka. It's it's all about um, the concept of of literally finding those aha moments um, within your organization. Um, and so it's it's one of those books that that really excites me, um, that really kind of um, gives you a completely different perspective of how to look at a problem. And, you know, you, they, they talk a little bit, it's a little case study-ish. You know, you can learn a little bit about where companies have succeeded in that space and where they failed um, and how to really work on your messaging to help communicate that. And so, because you know, when it comes to solving challenges, it's more than just being able to fix it. It's about being able to help everyone else believe that what you're about to do is going to fix it. Um mm-hmm. and so there's a there's a great aspect, which is all about that vision casting piece that we talked about. Um, that that uh I think is is incredibly uh important. So uh, so yeah, driving driving Eureka um uh, would be one uh, okay. by Doug Hall.
0: Great. Cool, cool. I love that. We'll put that in the the show notes there for sure. That's good. Great. Um, you know, enjoy the time with you here. If if uh, other people want to get in contact with you, whether they want you to to move freight for them. Um, they've got questions on, on you know, technology um, or just uh, transportation logistics or, or life or anything. How should they get in contact with you?
1: Yeah. So um, the best way is honestly usually through LinkedIn. Um, so you can search me, Tom Curie, C-U-R-E-E um, at LinkedIn. And then uh, if not, you can email me, T Curie at Kingsgate
0: cool cool and speaking of uh, Kingsgate right um you know if if people are uh, in the Cincinnati area and I think um, uh, you guys are also where the Dayton uh, you guys have another location of that right
1: uh yeah we've got we've actually got one in Cincinnati and then our main headquarters is in Westchester which okay, is kind of right between yeah. Dayton and Cincinnati
0: gotcha gotcha if people are interested in in Kingsgate I guess you know one why why should they work for you guys? Um, And then, uh, two. Where should they go for information? There.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I I think I spoke a little bit about it earlier. uh, But uh, the family environment that we've got, um, really born out of the idea of a family-owned company, is very unique. Um, And uh, you know, I I've literally seen um, I've seen owners of our company um, replace windshields on employees' cars because they saw that there was a crack in it. And they, mm-hmm. they knew that that person had a young child and they just wouldn't feel right about them driving around with a cracked windshield. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't happen everywhere, right? Um, yeah. So very unique culture um, that uh, that is, is is really an amazing thing to be a part of. Um, where you can find out more is by just visiting us, Um, You can see um, anything that we may have going on there. And if not, connect with us Um, when we're out and about, um, whether we're at UC or or, uh, anywhere else in the
0: industry here. Perfect, perfect. Well, uh, again, thank you. It's Tom Curie, Senior Vice President of uh, Innovation and uh, and, um, Strategy there at Kingsgate Logistics. We appreciate your time, man. Thanks for being on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Recruiting Stories podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Check us out on LinkedIn, Adrian Chapman, and Cover 3 Consulting is our company page. Also check out our website, www.cov3consulting.com. Again, thanks for joining us. And we just simply want to remind you that you can change the world by putting people in a position where they can do the most good, and you do that by recruiting. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.